0: in conversation with Johnny Cooper. Good to see you. Nice to meet you, Carl. Nice, nice to meet you, how are you?
1: And Greg. Hey Greg,
0: how are you? Johnny, nice to meet you how are you people? Not too bad, no. eh?
2: No, busy mornings.
0: Morning. Morning. Uh, it's actually not too bad. It's just it's busy just more going from A to B, A to B. Yeah. I'm sure. it's not too bad as such, but how are
1: you guys getting on? That. Grand, yeah. Uh, well, I'm a little bit worse aware. But. No, speak for yourself. Mm. For yourself
2: Colin. Look at his glitter on his face. Yeah. <laughs> that's an L2, that's a
0: expect no different, to
2: be honest. Uh, <laughs> maybe for a different reason than you might be expecting. Uh, he didn't even need
1: a prompt to mug me off, like, no. <laughs> for God's sake. Yeah, no, I was, at, I was at Full Monty last night. Full Monty, what? Is that
0: something uh, It's
1: there, a right? DCU dance thing, basically, they uh, get a load of societies together and yeah. lads, you know, strip down to the, the bare bones. For
2: like the A and F stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Very similar. Yeah, yeah A and F Yeah, bit bit similar, yeah. They were all the stuff um and No, they were all well warned in advance for last night.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah everybody and... knew what was happening Yeah, that, was, was, that there, one.
0: was
1: there anything sad about the A and F stuff behind the scenes? Um was a bit was of Yeah, well there was a bit of like oh, this is coming at the wrong time, I think. Yeah. But uh
0: your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. but
1: everything like everybody just got pissed and was this? a
0: get banned, do they? We yeah. They're suspended first from social activities to, uh, for yeah. so, uh, for first semester. So they
1: literally can are now the accounting and finance society. They can give accounting grinds and they stuff like kind of that. Stuff,
0: they are a little bit out there yeah. now. That, that, um, so when I studied there, it was called Eastock, And then it changed to ENS, I think. And then changed to a They've had problems every time, more or less, that type of stuff. Just
2: mm-hmm. kind of, they seem to be re- kind of really good in the American avenue. Just fraternity. Fr- frat yeah. brothers, like, yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. The first fairness, some good guests and good uh, people that get in, but they mix that with... The uh,
1: some of their events are really popular, but, yeah. like, they're literally just known for organizing piss-ups. It's really... That's yeah. why people join them. It's yeah, not really to they can the finance. the same with ESOC.
2: Yeah. Well, it was full last night. I wouldn't say... Was it a good
1: like... You, like Loads of room to move around I wouldn't say it was full But it is It'll like Bluey around Yeah So we're
2: trying to We tried it yesterday Because so we had two interviews And we were like Right We're going to bring the guests Down to our own level You know So uh, we're actually Bringing them down to Column's level So Column uh, As he told you Went to mo- or full Monty last night um, On Wednesday. Wednesday night He went to Sober Sock And Drama Drama Sock uh, did uh, karaoke mocktails. I'd two cans. And Colum had literally two cans. Oh, will give you a the same. Sound yeah. Nah. It's
1: always great when you have that pulse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for that pause. That second can. <laughs> that second can of Jack's batteries. Ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> And that is Greg's laugh in the background, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. yeah, no, I had fun. I had the, the
2: crowd loved it. Oh, can uh, I speak into that, or can I... No, oh, no, I'm like, clearly, that. it's so good that it, it, it picks up... Like, was that an app or something? Yeah, uh, was, yeah, it's this app. It does, like, uh, the noise cancelling as it goes, so um, I know. I know. it just literally picks up our voice. What's it called? F-P-R-E-T. F-E-R-E-T. Okay. Yeah, double. Like, I'm using
1: my phone as a backup, and I'm just using voice memos, but yeah. the... the um. The quality is actually insane for iPhones. We
2: use the Zooms and stuff, we get them from loans. No yeah, so I mean, yeah, we, we don't look one. too
1: professional using our phones and stuff like that, but it works. It works, yeah. yeah. yeah um, now, Do it? you want to bring it in this time? Yeah, shall we get started. Yeah, so... Right, so you're listening to In Conversation don't With... knock on the table, like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're listening to In Conversation With. I'm Gavin. I'm back with Colin and Greg. How are you, lads? How are you? Story. And today we are
0: interviewing a DCU school liaison officer and also very well known you might be better
2: known for something else also very very well known the small matter of being a Dublin senior footballer as well small matter it's Johnny Cooper how you doing
0: thank you lads good to see you
1: um, yeah, sure. I suppose we tried We tried to reach out to you last year, but you were just that little bit too busy with the, the matter of, you know...
2: Winning all Ireland. Winning all
1: like Ireland. It's Dublin, <laughs> Dublin senior football, all that kind of thing. But we're glad to have you on now. What was the the thought when I asked you to be on the show initially, Johnny? Uh,
2: this year or last year? Uh, for, yeah, <laughs> both, both times. <laughs> this year? Oh, is that fecker still on to me again? Like, yeah,
1: no, I kind of did chase you down the first time around. But, uh, no, to be honest, actually,
0: to be straight up about it, I just didn't really like doing the whole... I guess just the out there stuff, the media type yeah. of stuff, and I just was, um, straight up. That's what I. That's the angle that's coming from last year. Whereas this year I'm a little bit more comfortable. I feel a little bit more, I guess, in control. And I uh, know it sounds a bit boring, but it, that's kind of the reason why I just didn't like to.
1: Is there any reason why you? would um, been... I
0: I just like to, do it, from my point of view. Do it. I guess in a like a, a way you, you get to earn. Maybe them types. I I would see it you know, as an opportunity. Can we quick have a if you want, you want to, <laughs> I like yeah, go to. On. Yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> okay. Um.
0: Did you book this out of your
1: we We were just told by Clubs yeah, and Stocks. that for Brim is free. It, yeah, yeah. It's like squatter's rights, basically. Yeah, so they don't want staff
0: using it. Yeah, fair enough. I get it. Yeah. Well, they don't want staff using it? Well, sorry, they don't mind staff using but not booking ahead of um, what
2: students, like, could use
1: yeah, it yeah, or whatever. Yeah, um, oh, right, yeah. So. Well, when we, we had um, Connor Sketches in there last Tuesday, yeah. and we Booked, like they were like, Oh yeah, just go into clubs and socks, book mm. a room and that'll be grand So I did. And I was like, Yeah, they'll probably give us one of the boardrooms in the U or whatever um, but they ended up giving us this like corner room in the business building. Oh yeah, you know, uh, it was just seats. a classroom. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, the, it. Oh, yeah. it, I don't know what it was grand. Like I mean, we just sat in like little chairs yeah, with the, the it. desks. <laughs> Des. Um, what really it. felt like he was <laughs> Yeah, back at school. What's,
2: uh,
0: what's he like? <laughs>
2: Good luck. Uh, very nice guy. Very nice guy. Loves his guy as well. big yeah. is he? Yeah, a young guy. He's probably around the yeah. same age as yourself. I'd say. Maybe yeah. a little bit, a
1: little bit younger. No, I think mean, maybe. might he went to Rip you off now. Uh, no, I don't
0: think.
1: He went here as well, actually. Did he go here? Yeah, <laughs> <Very> <laughs> yeah. Briefly, yeah, he did. Um, business, business.
0: Husband? Yeah. yeah. Does he only stayed for a year? Like. Oh no! Yeah, no, I mean, he, he got there. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he Sorry, yeah, yeah no. I didn't know that. That's good to know.
1: Um, connection there? Yeah, I like yeah. So actually, probably first thing. Uh, first, you obviously went to, to college here in DCU. So, do you want to tell us a bit about what you studied and?
0: Yeah, so I um I wanted to do sports. Sorry, I did do sports science, um, but I didn't do the leaving certs at the time because I was just playing too much sports to be quite honest, and I done fairly poor my leaving So, um, I wanted to do sports science. Uh, I ended up repeating the leaving Cert coming back to do sports science, and um, they're lucky enough I got a, a sports scholarship to help me get in academically, um, so I got an opportunity to get into that. Then went off for two years and worked. Well, worked stayed here, but worked under Niall Minor, Professor Niall Minor, done a Master's there and then sort of worked in various different departments, GA and now I'm in Student Recruitment communication. and Marketing, but uh, kind of haven't left in I think it my 10th or 11th year so. Between mm-hmm. study and work. It's kind of the
1: face, one of the faces of DCU as well. Obviously, yeah, that you, all, kind of, you always just seem to pop up. Yeah, it just kind of seems, uh, well, it, it is kind of in your job, like because you're obviously a school liaison officer, so you're going around to schools basically promoting DCU, so you are a bit of a face of DCU. In the yeah, yeah
0: well, look, I I, I I, like it in that respect, and that if I can help people, that's the angle I come from. If I can help people, or somewhat of a bit of my profile can help somebody connect to us. Potential opportunity, or course. That's here. That's I guess what my job mm-hmm. is. But yeah, no, I do a lot of traveling. I go around schools, mostly go around schools around the country. I have eight counties that I get to. So, but when the sport isn't busy, lucky enough last when the sport isn't busy, uh, work is very busy, and then kind of vice mm-hmm. versa during the mm-hmm. summer. So, it's kind of a really good job, but the to marry up or the fit and the fairness, they're they're really good to me for a time off and flexibility too.
1: When you went into sports science and health, was there any particular job in mind that you had that you wanted to come out with?
0: Um, I, I always uh, wanted to work with people and work with their performance. I didn't know if that performance was in a sporting context, and it probably is to a certain extent, but it was more so, I guess, in, in like I, I try to do it myself, try to, um, I guess, find all the different pillars that they're needed for whatever they're in, and I guess get them right in terms of giving them an opportunity to perform. So um, in saying that, I haven't, I guess, used uh, that interest in a more formal capacity yet, but... Hey, I'm doing another Masters now to kind of maybe take me down that route and give me an opportunity for when whenever football finishes or ever I'm not asked or whatever to come back to go off into that area so I just have an interesting performance mm. I, no real you know I like the physical stuff I like the nutrition I like the psychology I like the yeah, and like the smaller little things it little, um, probably comes things, quite natural
1: yeah. to, naturally to you at this stage
2: yeah well I, I guess I'm probably ingrained up, in your life to a certain degree I suppose well
1: it is
0: from the point of view of I I need to do it personally to give me a shot to play for Dublin so I kind of have experience or lived experience from that point of view I, I just happen to have an interest in it as well but I, but I also get to I guess practically trial and error in on myself um, in a competitive environment so, so it probably gives me a, um, I guess a high-performing real-time experience of how something may work and in turn then maybe could I use that experience uh, to help others that maybe aren't in a position that I've been in or maybe are looking to get somewhere similar or somewhere in between so I uh, don't really know where I'm going to be honest uh, I'm just enjoying the I start another master's there this year so just what's that in? Like? it's in a thing called organizational behavior okay so uh, last year I did a true GPA actually so some really good opportunities there but gpa did a course called executive coaching and executive coaching is basically when execs at the top level of a firm need to be coached or need to be helped in a certain direction and um, they turn to executive coaches to help them but so that's what that was and that kind of <clears throat> excuse me gave me a flavor of what it's like to help people who want to one not necessarily a team environment whereas this one this master's here is kind of looking at an organization as a whole and how not only the individual is motivated and how he or she gets on but also how they interact with the organization and how they both drive each other or not mm-hmm. uh, towards the end goal so that's sort of and how does that intertwine with a uh, sporting game have you found at all uh, the executive coaching it was more so and well i'm only six weeks into the, the masters here but uh last year the executive coaching is brilliant for like um seeing and knowing other people's point of, point of views Um, it's brilliant for like listening it's brilliant for like engaging with people and knowing like even small things like I know I look away a lot when I'm thinking or when I'm talking through something. And if I'm talking to somebody and I'm looking away, my natural thing will be or maybe they're, they're shy or maybe they don't like to try to connect with people. But in actual fact, they could just be trying to vividly picture something in their head so in order to describe it. So it's just little small, little mm. subtle things like that. Um, and I don't know um, exactly what it's been useful for, but I know it's definitely been useful to help me interact with others from a sporting sense and hopefully work with sporting sense.
1: I imagine. Uh a typical day given your job is quite busy and i'd say more so now because the masters what would be like an average day for you is it like literally nine to five flat out i would say nine
2: to 5 I'd yeah, say nine. It probably possibly nine to longer
0: nine easy uh, it home. yeah it's long so like something like a, for example is in what day days Friday? fridays in sligo on wednesday done three went to three schools in sligo left dublin at uh, <coughs> maybe just after half six to get out of the traffic came back then dublin half six probably that night um no, I don't know. I didn't have training but maybe normally I would probably go to a gym or, or swimming or something I don't know maybe mm-hmm. some analysis or something but this time of the year it's kind of mostly work related and there's a bit of academic so that's kind of tied into some study but I get to listen to podcasts and stuff in the car so it's not too bad I can kind of keep up both sides of it you be is. able to listen to hers now as well oh, <laughs> in, in conversation yeah. I did see the, the seminar you did about the 6 or 7 minute long one about achieving balance in life and all that how long have you been kind of just practicing that and and kind of studying into that and um, the actual presentation itself or just that whole. well just area? the idea of it and um, so, so i was really just through trial and error like i i got 320 points by leaving sir because i just had a complete imbalance and i just thought mm. sport and i love sport, still do but love sport too much and that i just didn't do the academic stuff Um, so i, I kind of came from a failure or whatever way you want to put a point of view and then i kind of hopefully now transitioned into getting a better balance and kind of trying to achieve that still not there but trying to achieve it so it kind of just came to live the experience that particular opportunity was just something that came out of the blue and I, I, I didn't even I didn't even know it was being recorded let alone in front of a few hundred people so a lot of people have said it to me that, that they found it interesting I guess um, but yeah I do like that whole space I like that sharing my story whatever story that is sharing that story to maybe help somebody that maybe is in a similar position or 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 maybe will be in the same position. to try yeah. I Thought it was very good.
1: Like just the point at the end, how it was forty six hours that's oh, yeah, completely yeah. free. Like yeah, you know.
0: like and it's the same. Like so, from a sporting context, we we like and use a notice. Like everyone trains Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and that's like every like yeah, from under sixteens to inter county senior, and then everyone probably does the gym on the Monday or the Wednesday. So that's the same. You know, the same as everyone else. Anyway, and, um, so I guess like it's just really using or utilizing the hours, and that's I guess what the top end of sport i found is all about using those those kind of in the car hours can you listen to something can you have a phone call with someone someone can you do something that would give you or utilize that hour that you thought was dead time or, or whatever i know it sounds a very simple thing but it's actually not in my experience hasn't been done too much i guess people using those errors or maximizing those errors
2: mm. would, would you feel guilty now if you sat down and watched netflix for two hours um, on an evening <clears throat>
0: this time of the year no um yeah. come,
2: no. come safe I don't know February we're probably into the start of there
0: uh, yeah definitely in season 100% I'll be all in I, I do and that that's the thing that balance thing maybe 2 or 3 years ago this time of the year uh, in a similar situation I wouldn't have I would have felt guilty this, or sitting down for 2 or 3 hours um, now I kind of not force myself but give myself a little bit more leniency or flexibility or just because I know that when you're in it you're in it for 8 months or 7 or 9 whatever the months are Um. depends on the season so uh, when you're in it you're fully in it so that kind of downtime in the winter is very important to kind of restock and recalibrate and just reset i guess in, in general
1: with the effort that you have to put in as a senior intercounty county football like we can talk about it the strength and condition of like what what is it like from a player's perspective like is the five nights a week be a gym or training or whatever is that sustainable as a player like is that like how do you find managing that like
0: uh, it, it's definitely tough and it's get definitely getting the
1: is it still going uh, even further and further?
0: Uh, I'd say so. N- not so much the, the hour gym session or the hour pitch session in terms of what you cover, but it's probably more the, the smaller, maybe the analysis side of things, maybe the recovery. Um, like the sleep is, is very big, the mindset stuff in terms of practicing uh, that and, and quieting the mind and all this sort of stuff. Um, so there's definitely loads more room to actually propel stuff on. Um, the bigger pillars are more or less staying the same in terms of gym and that but I think the smaller teams are definitely getting a lot more respect or a lot more attention paid to it and, and investment into that
1: mm. Right so we'll we'll talk about probably what you're most known for not <laughs> quite school liaison officer although you're probably known, well known for that yeah it was, like obviously we've mentioned it already you are uh, a prominent member of the, the Dublin senior football team uh, but when did the the love for the G A start
2: down the road there a bit. Down the road, Down the the Fiena road Fiena in the Fiena, uh,
1: Yeah. So
0: I have two brothers And a sister um, And my parents are there as well So um, it, it was a Very local to it too But um, it was just where we were always going We never really Played a bit of schools Other sports But it was always football and learning kind of Football and learning but, uh, So Nafina was that Um, But it definitely came from my family It would have been a good tradition Um, My cousins are Bally Bowden And my my gra- grandparents are cabins It would have been a good tradition I guess in that sense From a GA point of view um and then just like just growing up there I wasn't really I'm still not great in terms of talent or anything but I just get involved just try my best and look, just at look at the modesty look at the modesty no like I just I, I had to work hard I didn't get on it when I was Dublin like when I was 18, 19, 20 like all these lads are doing now I was 24 or 23 or something so I found that I always found that bit harder to get to where I wanted to get to and that could be my fault too but um, I just didn't never really Progress naturally because um, yeah, of
1: course you did You did sh- struggle initially to get into the senior side yeah. under uh, Pat Gilroy yeah. but that, did that motivate you even more to work hard and get into the side then?
0: Yeah I, I think so as much as I didn't like it at the time as much as I, I felt I could have added value to his squad at the time um, I guess looking back at him now is was definitely a real driving force because it gives you a good <laughs> sense of perspective like you're more or less in 2011 I was like the other tales of people the same just watching the guys win their trophy so you do get a good you're obviously happy for them but you do get a good grounding and, and perspective i guess of what it's like not to be involved and more or less feet away from the people who are um you know obviously very happy and, and stuff so you get a good i guess grounding perspective so looking back at the time in the time wasn't obviously happy but now looking back i don't think i change it because of the i guess the the motivation it would have given me and the experience it would have given me too to to go where I am.
1: and it, it didn't hurt that uh jim gavin came in then in uh in 2013 because you'd obviously you worked had, you'd to, obviously already had worked, it, worked yeah
0: it. I, I worked with him for um uh, three years on the 21 just after my minor thing he came in that year uh, my first year i think it was um of 21s he was involved as a coach previous but as a manager as was my first year with him so we more or less got to know each other on that um we we won it in our fi- my final year 21s we were the semi-final at the cork the previous year um, I think I'm not sure. Kildare and Newbridge was the first my first year. So we progressively got a little bit further. First round, first year, semi final, second year, one at the third year, kind of thing. So, um, yeah, and then Jim came in a couple of years later. That was 2010. Um, 2010 we won the All Ireland. So it's that kind of interim period, 2010 to 13. Although I was on it at the back end, 2012, but it was really only a, a number 33 jersey or something. So, um. But yeah, 2013 was kind of then when I kind of got a real opportunity, and, and he, he gave me an opportunity, I guess. Yeah. What have you learned
1: most from Jim, do you think?
0: Um, it's kind of that like, um, I don't know how you would describe it in words, but i attempt anyway. It's kind of just that kind of uh, hard working, respectful thing. It's such a simple thing, I guess, but that's mm-hmm. what it is. You just get on with things. There's no real, not that there's no thanks, but it's certainly not him going out of his way to thank you for doing that or thank you, well done, good game. It, it, you know He expects you to do something. Um and
2: shouldn't have to praise you for yeah exactly
0: mm-hmm. like he he obviously have to manage people and give people feedback and everything else but so I don't mean he he's very cold in that sense but he just expects you to do your job in in a good way and we're lucky enough now to have a, a competitive squad that we're bouncing off each other that the best person tends to get the position tends to get the role at the end of the day but uh he's, yeah he's just very look he's very as you see him on the on the interviews that's what he is he's just very. I don't know, it, straightforward. it's straightforward. Straightforward, just yeah, it you know, says what like, he no means. real frills and yeah. you know, that's his background, that's his military, that's his own playing days, that's his military, that's his his neo aviation. Um, so like it's precise, it's get on with your job, it's make sure it's right, it's double check, it's triple check, it's you know, it's checking, checking, checking and just keep going back to the training, so um Probably not too interested for most people, but that's kind of what it is.
1: Um, I suppose the obvious answer to this question is no, but I'll ask it anyways. Given the success you've had, I mean five All earning titles, of course. Is it hard to stay motivated year after year going into a new season?
0: Um, it's 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 hard in the sense of um, there's so much going on in football and outside of football that the commitment levels and it's a choice, but 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 you but you have to make the commitment for eight or nine months, so you're in it for another eight or nine months. So I guess it's, it's maybe it's not hard in it from, from that in terms of deciding, but it's kind of hard to know that that there's loads of other stuff you could do. Yeah. Uh, but I guess you can't. The flip side to that is the tons of experience and opportunity that you get. So that probably does outweigh that kind of decision initially. Then once you're in it, from my point of view, um, you know you obviously made your decision, or you've asked, and then you made the decision to, to do it. So. Um, so, so no after that because it's such a competitive environment that mm. you're, you're like the, the learning it's sort of exponential learning you're learning like at the face in every situation whether that's like presenting in front of the group whether that's performing for the group whether that, you know it's just everything a single scenario is is a, is a life skill as such that you can like directly transfer into your own personal and, and maybe professional life too but from a sporting point of view there's so much like raise their edge to it that as somebody who is interested in high performance that, that is like a, the ultimate happy environment you, you can be in
1: and I suppose it doesn't hurt that you have probably one of the most competitive squads in sport I'd say in general
0: yeah we're lucky I guess it's like, there's tons of work being done or has been done or still being done by the likes of Desi Farrells and these guys over the years with, you know, bringing up the, the Kierons and the Jacks and John Smalls and all these people that are now I guess um, or have been around for a couple of years and then underneath that, again, you're getting your, your howards and your merchants and your cons and, and everyone else. So we're just, I guess, somewhat lucky that these players are all at this particular age group, but then we're also um, for, fortunate to have people doing a lot of groundwork mm-hmm. and a lot of investment into these people to give them an opportunity and a platform and an environment to the last couple of years in their development to give them a sense of, you know, reaching their potential, I guess. And what would you say to younger players in the team who are trying to get into the first
1: quarter Who are team? trying to take your spot yeah. off, Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: It's it's um, what would I say is, well, <laughs> like first and foremost, like you just have to take them head on because he's he's dog like it's doggy dog in that sense. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of unfor- unforgiving in a way that yes, they're new and yes, you look after them, but when you go over the white nine, if he's going for a similar, or you're going for a ball, it's one or the other type thing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of. um
2: I suppose at the end of the day you're both competing for that same position so
0: yeah pretty much and it's a fine balance you know particularly the older guys and um, people who are around a couple of years it gets it, it's cutthroat but it's not cutthroat don't talk to the guy that's going to the same position you definitely try to help him And at the end of the day if you can help him be a little bit better and that makes him to be a little bit better then at the end of the day it's going to make others and yourself be a lot better so it's kind of we share and we collaborate a lot to get the best answer in the middle of the table and then it's up to the three, four, five, six lads going for that position to use and utilise that answer to the best of their capabilities. So there's definitely a lot of shared experiences, but, the, but once you go over the, the line or the balls there to be won in whatever, drill or something, um, it's kind of unforgiving in that sense, but it's kind of very supportive in another sense too. Yeah,
2: when it comes down to it, like in the dressing room, you need the camaraderie to you
1: know, be as successful as you have been.
0: Mm. Yeah, like it's, it's a very close group and you have a real mix of your stevens who are older and their x-years you have a group of maybe me and somewhere well, some of the others in the middle and then you have a group of kind of young energetic guys who are carefree so you have a real good balance of i guess that youth but also competitive people people in the middle who kind of have a bit of boat and then people at the other end who have who have it but more so have the experience and have kind of the know-how in terms of pulling the pulling the um the reins of the ship as such so uh you have a Really good balance. Whatever way it's worth, they would. We just seem to have a decent balance.
1: I imagine the uh, the A's and B's games leading up to no an final are probably nearly as intense as the final itself.
0: Yeah, I, the B's have have the B's. The the finishers have tend to uh, beat the A's. Um, you know, there has been very close games. there has been a point one of the year. I think it's maybe a point this year, two points maybe. They've 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 won it so yeah like they're obviously extremely disappointed potentially are not going to be starting so that's their motivation at the same time they have to play as a team in order to and, and likewise the the a team or the possible a team have a have a set of challenges too that if they rest on the laurels for 60 70 minutes of that game then very easily they could be rotated before the before the actual final selection is made so um it's a real um a real mix of emotions and kind of adrenaline on those particular days mm. um, but yeah they're, I enjoyed. just get
2: a picture of like so I read Jackie Terrell's book yeah. and uh, you know he talks about like the A and B and like young lad coming in trying to go up for a high ball just cutting the legs from him saying you're not going to try that one again Yeah. I just somehow I just kind of get this kind of an image from this Dublin set of, you know like the competition there just must be incredible like even to make it onto it like
1: even you, to make it onto the bench yeah like, you, you know, know there's, like there's,
2: Oslo talking during the year there about like um, or since since he finished up like how he, he's kind of I suppose nearly content with it, with his sub role and he says I just kind of have to take that with this crop of players like this I'm lucky to be involved in any capacity I like that whole Dublin set up and stuff Like I, I just imagine the A and B just must be incredible because like from mm. that whatever 30, 35 players that are out there probably 30 would start on just about any other inter-county team at, at least I'd say yeah yeah,
0: yeah look it's it's it is competitive, there's no doubt about it, but you also have some very uh, pissed off or annoyed guys that don't get those four or five, whatever it is, uh, one to 26 spots. Yeah.
1: Um, i sure that might have been yourself back in, know, in 2011, that, and, yeah. and that, that would probably be a key motivator for players that maybe are on the fringe at the moment, um, but they've seen what you've done. You've gone from fringe to obviously starting centre or wherever in the back line on any given day.
0: Yeah, like my journey was a little bit longer, it probably took me a year or two to figure out how to get there and then a year or two to kind of figure out how to actually get on it, whereas some of these guys now are doing it in, in like 12 months less, doing it in six months less, so like you can definitely see the emotional or the intelligence of people in terms of how they go about their business and how they actually uh, navigate their way through those obstacles. Probably a little bit quicker than than maybe some of us have uh, over in, in the past. So I guess we're lucky that we have a quite a a smart or intuitive, um, individual set of set of players initially to actually, you know, take that, take those types of um, um decisions on the chin as such, but also very very quickly bounce back and respond in a way which gives the management or coaching team a really hard decision to make the next day. So so like there, then people probably not got any game time this year. That possibly could another another county I don't know different places potentially but 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 they'll use that because they, they know they have to use it or else to be somebody else going to use that to their advantage next year um or whenever the opportunity comes and they do get an opportunity and that's the key bit. Mm-hmm. it's not just out in the cold and wait a long time to get in there's always opportunities particularly earlier on in the year there's always opportunities and that is the real I guess where you build up your stock or your credit for, for a management team and um, from my experience with this management team so again getting on the horse earlier getting you know back in as quick and as early as you can whether that's the underdogs or whether it's a burn cup or whether that's league depending on your situation it's just putting your hand up the whole time and just just keep asking questions because nobody nobody i wouldn't believe other people probably maybe would think i'm wrong but nobody um from what i see will be safe in terms of position Playing or in any guarantee whatsoever yeah and I think like
2: even from the nostalgic factor of it like Bernard Brogan did incredibly well to come back and make it back from his cruciate injury last year made it back for another all final and like he didn't actually make the 26 like you know so like that's, that's just another testament to how competitive that whole Dublin and
1: just how well maybe not ruthless is the word I want to no, make no, Gavin think... sound harsh but it is basically um it is about your ability your fitness like yeah, who, who's who, ready, who are the best you know. 26 to name on the day yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to let know a little bit more about this Dublin team so I'm going to rattle off a few of these So, uh, oh,
2: just, just, I haven't done it yet anyway as well Column is actually from Waterford, but for whatever reason, he's sports Dublin. Uh, you actually, <laughs> my,
1: my dad is from Skerries. You actually met him at the open day, uh, briefly back in twenty sixteen, I think. Okay, yeah. We came here for yeah, the yeah. open day. There you go. But um, yeah, he started bringing me. T- and actually, do you know what I was? I was wrong. He started bringing me to games in two thousand and eight. My first game oh, was allowed in two thousand and eight. Yeah. Loud Dublin was it? Loud Dublin, yeah. Um, back into and my granddad was is actually a was a loud man as well. So there was a little bit of added. Attention there but uh, yeah no 2008 was actually when i started going
0: what do you want you have hands everywhere
1: um yeah no but i want to know a little bit more about this tumbling team so let's go with who has the worst music taste music taste
0: yeah uh it's probably jack jacket stick for him <laughs> <laughs> what thing. does he listen to um i don't even know what he did like he's into the game of Thrones and the pokemons and all them things so <laughs> he, he's kind of not that like king's eon's great but he's kind of that kind of not,
1: they are great yeah, without him yeah. saying it they're actually not bad but yeah. it's
0: just because Jack doesn't do it um, <laughs> who's, the, who's the worst dressed <laughs> I'll give you another answer so, um, <laughs> who's the worst dressed Um, like
1: I don't know Klukov maybe I don't know you, you <laughs> still have to play oh yeah I was going to ask who's the quietest but I'd say is it is it Steven that would be my guess now looking from the outside no essay. I don't
0: think Steven definitely not Steven no <laughs> probably the opposite what do you think Um <laughs> quietest a uh, lot of lads get on with it to be honest um, when they need to be loud they'll be loud but quietest it's a tough one like everyone has their say to be honest yeah. um, I'm probably up there To be I'm not many of say too much to be honest
1: oh. uh, who would be like kind of the joker in the dressing room then the funniest
0: uh, Cosby Cormac probably Cormac always that stuff yeah
1: Yeah. If that's, you have any of, I'm probably knows to
2: get away with as well because like Jim Gavin's not gonna give him shit, like because yeah. John Costello's. Uh, <laughs> nah, he's always up to stuff. He's always has something going on,
0: which is, uh, nah, he's a funny man. Who
1: would be the hardest worker in the
0: team? Um, Oof. there's a lot of guys that do a lot of stuff behind the scenes on on saying. Probably in totality, probably Steve Cluxton, um both on and off the pitch, uh, but probably equally. There's probably a couple more guys that are similar, but probably Steve.
1: Uh, is there any uh, is there any teacher's pet in the squad?
0: Um, lads always give it away. <laughs> uh, you know, there is that professional boundary thing. Uh, you get close enough, but people can't see that. You get uh, close enough um, in inverted commas, but there's always that boundary. But yeah, the lads always give me a stick for being because I know Jim for seven, eight, 9 years.
2: Um, I suppose probably like you know through your studies and stuff. Like it really is up your avenue, and I suppose being involved like bouncing off that whole management team and that whole backroom staff I suppose really benefited you over the time as well yeah probably.
0: definitely I, I see as and look Jim is very open like I, I can ask him something or, or hold him accountable and, and as he would expect um, as I would expect him to do to me so but yeah I, I just find it a very open collaborative environment both with the manager and with the players um, so some people may not have that same same um,
2: open door yeah
0: or, or maybe experience or maybe different things that they'd feel comfortable um. But, but, but I just do for, for my experience with him so uh, but yeah no it definitely fits in with the challenging aspect of not only where what he likes but also what I would like as a player
1: Um, the last one uh, in the off season when you can you know enjoy yourself a little bit but who's the biggest lightweight who can't ha- who can't hold the beer lightweight yeah
0: um, Cosby as well Cosby. <laughs> Cosby gets a lot any younger lads any of that here are always
2: uh, liable to do something
1: yeah Right. Thank, thanks for that. I just I just needed to, to yeah.
2: answers. Yeah, yeah, get some answers, yeah. Um so Johnny, um I actually passed you in the corridor in Croke Park on Leinster final day. Mm. Um I he was probably in tears in the corner. I was having a bit of a strop. It was it was post game. It was post game. <laughs> um, I was having a bit of a strop. Um I had to go down and listen to John and you know. Um but no you you passed us uh like, for for me, that was, like, the, the Leinster final this year was a massive day. It was, it was the first one for me to get to go to as a leash man for, you know, a good few years. Um, like, it it just must be so routine. Like, do you think now, in ten years' time, you'll look back and you'll say, she's like, fair enough, we played leash in a Leinster final last year. And, like, no, look, I'm not saying Leinster are terrible now, we're not fantastic, but, like, you know... It's a Leinster. It's still at the end of the day for a lot of those Leeds players. Like it's a Leinster final. Like mm. they might, they might, for a lot of them, it was their first. Um, Some of them might be their last. It might could be their last. Like yeah. you know, um, like it is only a Leinster final, but like they all do add up. You've what, seven. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, you probably. Have, I think you've six sevens. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Well, I suppose that kind of speaks to like staying motivated. Like on an all Ireland scale, we we touched on it, but on a Leinster scale, because like okay, you have been fairly dominant now for the past the past probably decade and a half and obviously longer is it hard going into maybe Leinster to not get a bit complacent or anything like that
0: um, possibly subconsciously that could be a, a come into the psyche uh, definitely from an application from an attitude from an analysis from a respect point of view the opponents are treated and people think it's a party line it sounds like one of the people, um, people are, the opponents are treated the same in terms of the respect that we give so the same level of analysis the same same time same everything same same everything is given to the first to the last game. Um, people may see it differently in terms of the level of opponents, in terms of the results uh, playing those games that, that uh, surely they don't do it forward or surely they're complacent or something. But the complacency thing is a big factor in our team in that 2014 there was, there was probably, and again, it was probably a subconscious thing, but that complacency thing when Donegal Bellis was obviously a massive learning curve. So we thought at the time, to, to flesh that whenever we thought at the time we, we, we had done enough and we did think we respected the opponent but ultimately they more or less manipulated us in a way that we couldn't counteract um, in the moment so they pulled us out of position and, and basically just like exploited us so I, I guess we we or I definitely always refer back to those points of have you done enough in the current situation have you done enough could you do more um you know and that's, that's going from playing loud to leash the west it doesn't matter who it is because ultimately I, I would fear that I well it happened to me and us that you get caught if you don't mm. pay not even the right amount of attention, just have you done and just keep going and keep going. Even on the Thursday before Sunday, you know, could you do a little bit more, a little bit more ten minute tape, could could see the left or the right side in terms of attendance you know, there's always something to do and I, I guess that's what we're always chasing chasing that. Um that that performance i guess that complete performance will come probably
1: not but. i think ruthless is probably the word to describe your performance on the field anyways like i remember i think yeah, one, one of the one of the big uh, i think driving factors for your dominance in leinster was that loss in 2010 i think that probably um maybe not humble because i don't want to say that that the the team were getting too big or anything like that but I'd say you probably bought them down to earth and obviously they, like I followed it, uh, they had that run all the way through the qualifiers up until the um, the semi-final when they lost to Cork but now you've really kicked on and obviously it's, it's sparked an era of dominance, do you think that that was maybe a factor?
0: I, I, I would always think both from a personal and also from a team that definitely the failures are definitely those experiences stand to you a lot more because well, I only really speak from my point of view but, but you can you can definitely vividly remember those moments. Like the Donegal thing, in some respects it still is with me every other day or every other week definitely in terms of in terms of maybe not necessarily thinking about those moments but thinking about what if or what could I do or what could I have and so in other words using those you know, those really poor moments, um, in terms of that experience to spur you on so you never have them again. Um and that's I guess that's a really good thing. You also have other drivers and motivators and performance and winning etc. In the moment, but also the past definitely has to pay a uh, pay a um, a stocker pay some sort of um, um dividend towards what's happening at the moment.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's talk a bit about um the club. Obviously, yeah. Nafina. Um. First, before we talk about football, do you play hurling with the club? Yeah. Uh, no. Just no, I do intend
0: to. Um. All year, every year, I do intend to. But. So the way it's worked out from an injury they got knocked out this year just hasn't materialised um, mm. um, so I haven't played since I was
1: Was Hurling ever was it always a concentration on football over Hurling or was, were they uh, ever kind of No it was,
0: it was a split all the way up to minor um, enjoyed both and got a lot further in football Cork Hurling sorry, Cork-Bellis and then uh, Allard Semi um, that year some really good players like the, the Rushes and the, the, a, few, a few other guys uh, Paul shoot Days and these people there was loads of people on it but um. So then I had a decision to make after, a selfish decision, I guess, in terms I didn't want to do both from a point of view, I wanted to excel at one, um I was just, just honestly, I was straight up, I just said which will potentially win more, um football had a bit of a better uh, stock of players from my point of view, what I looked, what I seen, so I just went with football, so I haven't played since I was about, I only played a junior game or two when I was about 21, 22, but apart from that, I haven't played since I was 18.
2: Mm-hmm. Which which would you prefer now? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah player most player. people say that you know yeah. that are two players. Yeah, yeah
0: for her. I just find that uh I just find that even the stick work and stuff and just uh, the small intricate things of the hooking and the blocking and just I don't know, just I just I like the detail stuff. And I think hurling has a bit of that in terms of touch and flick and moving and.
1: And there is a lot of players on that football team that would do yeah, great work yeah. for the Hurling team if, if if time and commitment allowed. Obviously, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, you know, and they're
2: all, and they're all. Do you think the day of a dual mm-hmm. inter player is gone? Uh, I'd imagine so. There's a lot of time that
0: goes into one call. never mind two, two especially with yeah. you know, keeping your touch of Hurling. So football, yeah, you definitely need to, to I guess, uh, to keep up the, the sharpness, but maybe it's not as applicable than it would be. So I, I don't think... Personally,
1: I don't think I don't know if anyone does, and if they do, fair juice. There, there are f- a few dots around the few, country, but they, but, yeah. it, they wouldn't be counties with all due respect that would be playing at a high level in both, both codes. I'd say. yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, obviously Nafina were kind of the centre of news there uh, earlier on in the year with the whole public transport yeah. underground thing. What did you make of all that and like obviously you played a big role in campaigning against it?
0: Yeah, well look I I, I sit in there executive, um so I, I knew what was coming down the track and I I, I just know from a, a club point of view there was a, a really big band of strong work being done and then We kind of got that news out of the blue through a cold call more or less or through a media outlet or something and so kind of disrupted and really hampered we just went in as a new exec only a couple of months so we are really making progress and strides to do different things financially and otherwise and then this kind of hit us and then we're sort of we really need to go to the well to get a lot of help from a lot of different avenues so it was a big disruption albeit Oh, it's all really big positive and bringing us, yeah.
1: It did community. really galvanize the community. I mean, yeah. uh, myself and Greg were leaving campus actually just after we had interviewed um Jason Sherlock uh that evening. Uh, we were leaving campus, and I remember it was outside the helix and we saw um all the obviously the Nafina jerseys. Oh, yeah, and we mistook them for Ross Common jerseys initially no, because I, well, I i mistook them yeah. for Ross Common because I wasn't I wasn't thinking yeah, like obviously looks, I thought it looked like it looked like the old Portland yeah, jersey. but like obviously you're just down the road, but I wasn't, think, I wasn't thinking like oh, yeah, there's yeah. going to be a Big crowd, and if, like, I was wondering why are all these Ross Common people here? But there was a massive demonstration from Nafina GA just outside, yeah, the, it
0: was. Look, I mean, we kind of had to dig into ourselves a little bit because, um, you know, it was only subsequent to all that we started to pull out the the numbers and the involvement and the, the sort of, um, I guess, what we all get from it. You no, know, we started to, I guess, quantify that or see it visually in terms of numbers, in terms of the people coming out of the club in terms of giving us help in different ways legal and and everything and you know obviously it's going to be a massive cost to take on the so, someone like the National Transport Authority and yeah. a club that's a voluntary uh, base as, as it is all GA so um, yeah so a big kind of I guess um, we're still not there yet um, still a good bit of work to do to secure um, and hopefully get our pitches uh, to, to be in use for the next couple of years wherever it'll it's still open
1: to mm discussion. And obviously if we're talking about club football, the the club championships are on at the moment. Dublin, the Dublin final is coming up this yeah. Monday. St. Judes against Kilmaco Croaks. Do you have do you have a prediction for it there?
0: Um not staying on fence on but it will be very close. Um you kinda of have a contrast and the Croaks have such a history there but in recent times don't really have much experience with this particular group so it's hard to know whether albeit they have a couple of Dublin and more experience but it's hard to know where they'll fit into that whereas mm. Judes are sort of similar but they also have been knocking semi-final stages possibly final one year a couple of years ago so they've kind of been there thereabouts and they also have a really strong a strong group of players have played them uh, earlier on in the league this year out there um, you know and then they have their dotted one or two county lads from different places but it'd be really it'd be straight down the middle if they can keep in my opinion if they can keep the likes of your Paul Mannions and one or two other Crokes players quiet mm-hmm. I think two would have a really strong chance
1: yeah um, I think like Kevin McManaman's nearly like a great symbol of what Jews is like. Dig your heels in, yeah. And put it up. Put up the. Actually, yeah, I was really
2: interesting last night about uh, the Jude's captain Chris Gokian. Oh, Gokian, he was yeah. here. He's still here, yeah. <clears throat> he was involved with the Dublin balance for a couple of years. Never actually met championship squads. He was in for the league. He's actually considering switching allegiance, county allegiance, to um, Leitrim. Yeah, uh, oh, his, his, dad Leit- dad his dad's from Leitrim. His dad's from um, Leitrim. You wouldn't yeah, hear that I, too often, I, yeah, do you think that's a trend that we could see maybe in uh, the next it's hard to years? Know, like, I know, I know, we've had the the dotted examples of like Ryan O'Dwyer coming to Dublin for the hurling. Yeah, yeah. Um, who was it? job oh, Shawnee Johnston coming down from, from mm. Cabinet Claire and and I suppose went back, but
0: it's hard. It depends on people. It's like, I, I don't. I have family from Calvin but don't have that close of a connection. But if people <laughs> had like um their dad or their mum or so, I don't know, somebody very close to them in that sense, then maybe it would be. I I just can't. I just. Don't see it as the right thing to do unless. Yeah, it would. Are... It definitely
1: wouldn't be a norm. Like, obviously, given the amateur status of the GA, there's no money in moving to a different county, and it's just, it's, it's not. I, I, don't think it's this big rivalry rivalries in soccer. Like, obviously, like you wouldn't see a player switching from Liverpool to Everton, but like, really, you wouldn't see at like many players switching from any county to any county. It just, it doesn't no. seem like a, um, it just doesn't seem like a. a thing that would be accepted. Much yeah, not you,
0: you can't deny people that you know goku don't play at a high level I suppose yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Goku's in there with Jim and he's in to with Pat um, and he's kind of very unlucky because I played him here he's very unlucky with injuries and stuff but he was always a really good solid you know, centre wing back he's actually playing a bit of centre wing forward with the male, but he's very good very intelligent so you wouldn't deny people an opportunity to test their yeah. skills in, a, in a, I guess an elite county mm-hmm.
1: environment so uh, obviously you're a busy man and we are uh, running out of time so lads do you have any final questions Yeah, we'll, Johnny we'll
2: get to know him a, bit, a little bit we'll get to know Johnny, right. Johnny Cooper so Cooking. Johnny to your coffee Tea. Tea, how do you take your
0: tea? Uh, actually, I don't really mind. I like, take any type of tea, anything. Mm, that's, really? That's a bit unusual. I take little milk, loads of milk, very strong. Must be
1: happy, we we'll understand they have about 15,000 different kinds of tea downstairs. <laughs> 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 yeah, normal tea. The <laughs> <are> fine, <laughs> so I don't like the green tea. Oh, though. yeah, okay. Favourite
2: okay. band, th- Johnny?
0: Oh... oh. I kind of like the Will Smith he's not a band but I like that kind of rap no, yeah. What's stuff uh,
2: you mentioned that you you've been listening to podcasts in the car and so what's what you currently listen uh,
0: to a guy called Michael Gervais Finding Mastery He really excellent Listen some really good people Lancaster and a few others uh, and now of
1: course in conversation with okay. <laughs> I don't
2: know, that's, uh, that's what I'm listening to um, <laughs> three guests uh, allow you living or dead uh, to invite to a dinner party
0: um, I always liked and still do Wilkinson Johnny Wilkinson growing up. I thought he was kind of the first real professional athlete that just went and did his own thing. So him, Barack Obama just has tons of charisma. Um and then, although I kind of know him a bit, but McGeaney, I'd say, because he was kind of... Yeah, the you're, guy. you're
1: uh, like I was re- reading up on your uh, yeah. Dublin GA profile, obviously, your childhood hero.
0: Yeah, and I was lucky, just whatever way it turned out, he played for the Fiend and I I, I know him. Oh, yeah, because he was, transferred up? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was there since... And his And he, his brother ended, yeah. Yeah, uh, there was a few of them there, mm. and there was um, a few other... Armad- there There's loads of people at the time, but um, but yeah, McGee I was found him. He was kind of a bit like the Wilkinson carve, but he was kind of in the GA model. He was eating the pastas and doing the weights. Mm when everyone was just sitting at home I guess so he's very interesting uh, right sure. guess we'll wrap
1: up with best piece of advice you've ever been given
0: oh best piece of advice Um, it's probably come from home I guess in terms of the value system that we've got but it's, it's just it's probably boring up it's just that persistence I guess that continuous going back to it going back to it going back to it Um. I, I, I've I had and many other players have kind of setbacks and knocks and if you can keep persisting you know I, I have found that the people who are eventually going to give you the opportunity will I guess take stock on that so it's not a piece of advice as such but it's that persistence of you know if you want something bad enough there's definitely an opportunity that will present itself um, but you have to be there to take it
1: Fantastic. Yeah, look, like we said, you are a bit stuck for time, so we're, we're going to call it in there. Thanks for a million for, for coming in, Johnny. I uh, hope the rest of the day is not too busy for you now. Um, thanks for taking time out to, to come into to us. Uh, this has been In Conversation with Johnny Cooper, uh, with myself, Colum, and my co-host, Gavin and Greg, and we'll see you next time. Thank you very much for listening.